so often on the road to fulfillment, we end up settling for happiness. Responsibility and denial cannot coexist. You will never conquer what you refuse to confront, and you cannot fix what you refuse to see. The degree to which you won't own a problem in your life is the degree to which that problem owns you. Well, hey there, my name is Alex Judd. I'm the founder of Path for Growth, and this is the Path for Growth podcast. If you're new to this podcast, first of all, welcome. We're delighted to have you. And I want to let you know that the mission of Path for Growth as a business, and certainly the mission that we strive to achieve every time we record an episode of this podcast, is to help impact-driven leaders step into who they were created to be so that others may benefit and God may be glorified. And certainly that's what we're going to accomplish today. We have a very clear objective for these content episodes. I want to provide you with efficient and engaging content that makes you a stronger individual and a more effective leader in under 25 minutes. That's why we do these content episodes. And certainly that's the goal that I'm striving to accomplish here on this episode today. I'm excited about today's episode because it was really birthed out of a conversation that I just had with my friend. We were sitting out on the porch and we were talking about the fact that so often it's easy in our lives, but it's also quite evident in our nation today, in our culture today, especially in young people, to confuse happiness with fulfillment. Now think about this for a second. We confuse happiness with fulfillment. Now, I think whenever we're young and certainly whenever the better angels of our nature are taking control of our minds and our hearts, we want to be fulfilled, right? We want to live a life that is full. We want to live a life that is whole. We want to live a life that is of service towards other people. But so often on the road to fulfillment, we end up settling for happiness. And what I want you to hear before we jump into today's topic is that happiness is a feeling, fulfillment is an attitude. I'm going to say it again. Happiness is a feeling, fulfillment is an attitude. Fulfillment is a lifestyle. Fulfillment is something that we can act and operate in today. But if you want happiness, just go eat some ice cream, right? We can go get happiness like right now because it's a feeling. It's related to our circumstance. It's related to the external world. Fulfillment starts with the internal and then we bring what is internally true into the external world around us. So we've got to start by just not confusing happiness with fulfillment. And we've got to start by saying, okay, what do we actually want? And my argument would be that what you actually want, especially if you are an impact-driven leader, what you actually want is fulfillment. And so don't confuse it with happiness. And if that is true about you, if you are someone that is pursuing a life that is full, a life that is whole, a life that provides you with fulfillment, well, then one of the elements of a fulfilled life is what we're talking about today. And that element is responsibility. That's right. One of the core and essential elements of a fulfilled and whole life is responsibility. And that's why the title of today's episode is Seize Responsibility. I thought to myself, we could call this Take Responsibility, but but quite frankly, I just don't think take is, is aggressive enough, right? I don't want you to take responsibility. I don't just want you to accept responsibility. I want you to seize responsibility because I know that the impact-driven leader is someone that is intentional, that is deliberate, that is purposeful about seizing responsibility. 
And so that's what we're going to be talking about today and where I want to start. And this is in the PDF. If you want to follow along, you can get that PDF in the show notes. But the definition of responsibility is where I'd like to start. And the definition of responsibility, you can go look it up, is the opportunity or ability to act independently and make decisions without authorization. Now, I know right off the bat, I've got some friends out there that love the idea of doing things without authorization, right? That anytime you have to ask for permission or do something or get an authority's approval to do something, that just drives them up a freaking wall. And some of us are wired that way. And that's what this is talking about, right? Responsibility is the opportunity or the ability to act independently and make decisions without authorization. And so with regard to that definition, what I always think of to make that complex definition simple, responsibility, responsibility, responsibility is the ability to respond. Responsibility does not ignore what's going on with the world around it. Responsibility sees what's going on in the outside world and makes an internal decision about how you are going to respond. If you are someone that is responsible, you are someone that owns, you are someone that takes agency over your ability to respond to the external circumstances that you find yourself in. It's an internal decision about how you're going to approach the external world. Responsibility is 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 owning your ability, your opportunity to respond. And so what I'd like to dive into today, because I think it's crucial for our pursuit of a more fulfilled life and more fulfilled leadership and our ability to effectively lead others towards this style of living, I want to focus on three truths. I want to focus on three truths. These are three things that when I look at the leaders that I've gotten to work with, when I look at my own life, when I look at the things that I'm learning right now, these are three truths, they're trends, they're patterns that I've seen show up about responsibility as it relates to this topic of fulfillment and as it relates to the topic of leadership effectiveness. So I'm going to give them to you high level and then we're going to dive deep and unpack each one. Number one, truth number one is responsibility and denial can not coexist. It can't happen. Truth number two, responsibility is a choice. And truth number three, responsibility is good. So again, responsibility and denial cannot coexist. Responsibility is a choice and responsibility is good. Let's start with number one, responsibility and denial cannot coexist. Now, if you're on the PDF, I want you to underline, circle, star, highlight the word cannot. Responsibility and denial absolutely cannot coexist. They are mutually exclusive because you will never conquer what you do not confront. I'm going to say it again. You will never conquer as an individual or as a leader or as a business or as a team. You will never conquer what you refuse to confront and you cannot fix what you refuse to see. This is really important for us to understand because it can be so easy to try and escape the things that we should be attending to. But the degree to which you won't own a problem in your life, the degree to which you won't own a problem in your organization, the degree to which you won't own a problem with your team is the degree to which that problem owns you. We see this all the time in, in, if you've ever read about the science of addiction and, and the path to recovery from addiction, step one for any addict is just understanding that recovery begins when denial ends. An addict that does not accept the fact that they have a problem will never enter into the pathway to recovery. 
But this is also true for our own bad habits, right? If I don't think that I have a problem with eating ice cream every night, then there's no way I'm ever going to be about the business of fixing that problem, right? If I don't think that I have a problem with watching three hours of Netflix every night, if I think that that's fine and I don't own the fact that that's an issue, then I'm never going to be about the business of actually fixing it. Because we will never fix what we refuse to see. And so if there are bad habits, if there are addictions, if there are patterns that are not moving us towards the person, the leader that we want to be, the first step is to acknowledge and to take responsibility and to ruthlessly annihilate denial. Because responsibility and denial cannot coexist. Now, it's really easy to think about this uh, kind of th- through the lens of addiction and think that, oh, that's a, that's a problem that other people struggle with, or that's a problem that I did struggle with, but now I've recovered from. But I would say that this is a battle we must all consistently fight. And it's so clear in my life and in our business at Path for Growth, and then also in the businesses that I work with, it's so clear that denial is something that we are always susceptible to having creep in and therefore impedes upon our ability to take responsibility. It was years ago now that I was talking to an individual um, that he he showed up to the call that I was talking to him on, and it was a Zoom call, so I could see him, and he was just stressed out, and he was beat down. You could see it in his body language. And uh, I asked him what was going on because this wasn't this guy's normal attitude. It wasn't his n- normal way of being. It wasn't his normal demeanor. And he said, Alex, I screwed up. And I said, okay, well, you got to give me more than that. You got to tell me what happened. And he said, three months ago, I became aware that there were two members of our team that were, I mean, engaging in conduct, engaging in action that was absolutely contradictory to my values as a person and our values as an organization. And he said, because I found out that these two individuals were having an affair with each other whenever they were married to obviously different spouses outside the organization. He said, I found out about this. And he said, and it scared the living daylights out of me. Because he said, first of all, I didn't know how to wade into that conversation and I didn't know what to do about it. But then second of all, he said that they were the strongest performers on the team. And he said he couldn't envision a future for his business where they weren't there. And he was afraid that that would be the result of him confronting this issue. And so he said, Alex, I, I didn't do anything. You see what's happening here? He, he lived in denial of the reality of what was going on. And therefore he refused to take responsibility because denial and responsibility never coexist. It doesn't happen. And so I got talked to him three months later and he said, Alex, our culture was on the verge of being the healthiest it's ever been. And he said, but because I refused to confront this issue, of course, eventually what they were doing just fell apart, absolutely collapsed within them. Their marriages collapsed. People on our team found out. And he said, our organization is now toxic. Because he said, like, those two are, I mean, on the verge of being gone. I think one of them was gone. One of them was on the verge of being gone. He said, people were lacking trust in each other. There was gossip. It was just a mess, he said. And he said, I had the chance to do something about it, but I didn't. And what I wish I could have told him three months before and what he wished he could have heard three months before is that this is an issue that I have to take responsibility of because I am the leader. 
It's so important that we recognize that the problems in our organization, the issues in our organization, the bad patterns, the people that don't fit in with the culture, the people that are having performance issues, the gossip, right? The, the, the things that are causing deterioration in our organization, the things that are not in alignment with the business that we want to be in the future, those are our responsibility as leaders. If you are a leader, you cannot operate in denial because the most effective leaders are ruthlessly committed to dealing with reality. Again, the most effective leaders and certainly impact-driven leaders are ruthlessly committed to dealing with and operating in the realm of reality because responsibility and denial cannot coexist. And that brings us to truth number two. And truth number two is that responsibility is a choice. Again, responsibility is a choice that you and I can make. And I would even say it is a daily choice. Now, the sub point, and this is on the PDF, if you're following along in the notes, the sub point of this specific section, I would say is just as important as the truth itself. Because here's the sub point. Every day is a series of decisions about what we choose to give power to. So again, responsibility is a choice, and that is supported by the fact that every single day we face a series of decisions about what we want to give power to. Recognize that when you choose to speak certain words, when you choose to take certain actions, when you choose to engage in certain lines of thinking, or you choose to have a certain attitude, you are giving power to something. Because words give power to our reality. Actions give power to the future that we are creating. Our thoughts give power to the narrative that we are living into. Every day is a series of decisions about what we want and what we choose to give power to. And this really shows up. The the area that I really want to highlight with regard to this truth is, is the team member within a team. Because if you are a team member that is operating within a team, maybe you have a leadership role, maybe you don't, but if you are a team member within a team, temptation is sky high for you to choose to give power to things that disempower you. Again, this is avoiding responsibility because temptation is so high if you are operating within a team to give power to things that do not empower you. And here's how this shows up. Well, uh, maybe you've got a boss that you disagree with and you feel like they're holding you back. Anytime you blame that boss more than you take responsibility for your own actions, your own words, your own thoughts, your own attitude, you're giving more power to the situation than you are taking power for yourself. Maybe you've got a colleague that is keeping you from doing what you need to be doing or that isn't meeting deadlines or that isn't operating in the realm uh, that you need them to operate in or in, in the performance mode that you need them to operate in for the team to be successful. Anytime you choose to specifically focus on blaming that colleague, blaming that team member rather than taking responsibility for what's going on, well, you are giving power to the external team member instead of taking power to move the situation forward. Now, what I'm talking about is not this idea that we need to have this this plastered smile across our face where we walk around and we say, everything's awesome, everything's great, whenever it's so clearly not. That's called being a doofus, right? And I don't want you to be a doofus. I want you to take responsibility for the solution. So if you've got a leader that you're not getting along with, or if you've got a leader that's holding you back, or if you have someone in your life that you feel like isn't meeting standards, if you, if you're not able to accomplish your job because of external factors, 
Don't give responsibility to other people. Don't give power to other things. Take power onto yourself to be able to act, to be able to think, to be able to speak a solution into life. That's what taking responsibility looks like. And that is a choice because complaining never moves us forward. So you can choose to complain. You can choose to wallow. You can choose to really just reflect and and sit in a pool of pity about the fact that something isn't the way that you want it to be. Well, welcome to the world, right? And the reason why I get so passionate about this is because I've experienced the consequences of living in that line of thinking in my own life, where I will spend weeks or months giving power to things that are outside of myself instead of taking power and taking ownership and taking responsibility responsibility, seizing responsibility for the things that I can control. You can take responsibility. You can seize responsibility for being part of the solution because complaining will never move you forward. But the day that you say, okay, well, let's not look at what's wrong with the world around us. Let's not look at what's wrong with my boss. Let's not look at what's wrong with the customer. Let's not look at what's wrong with this individual next to me. Let's not look at what's wrong with regard to everything going at home. Let's look at what would, what would right look like. Think about that. What would right look like? Start thinking down that line because the minute you start thinking down that line, you start engaging in the world of possibility. When you say, well, okay, I'm not going to focus on what's wrong. I'm going to start asking the question, what would right look like? And then you could start asking the question, okay, well, what would have to be true to get there? What could move us in that direction? What could move me in that direction? Now, for some of you, that's going to be having a really difficult conversation. For some of you, that may be engaging in some conflict. For some of you, that may be saying like, man, I need to buckle up and do my job better because I'm not meeting the standards that I've set for myself. So why on earth should I be judging other people's standards? I've had to engage in that before, right? And that's a that's a tough look in the mirror, but it's a necessary look in the mirror. For some of you, it may be saying like, man, I've had this challenge for a while And complaining isn't getting me anywhere. And maybe I've tried taking responsibility before and that hasn't gotten me anywhere. So maybe me taking responsibility in this situation involves me leaving this job. And you have to have the guts to be able to do that. Because if you've done everything you can to move forward, to move the situation forward, to add value in that situation, then maybe the best decision you can make is to leave that job. And that's okay. But again, stop giving power to the external circumstance. Stop giving power to the external people. Stop giving power to external decisions and choices and start taking responsibility for your future. Responsibility is a choice. And it's a choice about what you want to give power to. Do you want to give it to everything that's going on around you or do you want to take it? So truth number one is that responsibility and denial cannot coexist. Truth number two is that responsibility is a choice that you and I make every single day. And truth number three is that responsibility is good. I want you to hear that. Responsibility is good. And here's the specific group that I want to hear this. If you're like me and you are a believer uh, in Jesus Christ and you're a Christian, so often I can find myself saying, oh, I'm waiting uh, to make that decision. I'm waiting to take that action. I'm waiting to say those things. I'm waiting to take that step until I've confirmed that it's in God's will. 
And I will say that, right? And I, certainly I will think that. And, and that can be really, really good, and it can be really, really nobly intended. But I bet if you are a believer, you've used some version of that phrase or some version of that line of thinking or that attitude before. And I want to tell you that that can be really, really good. Of course, we, we are, are called to live within the will of God and to do our best to love God with our, all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, and all our strength. But too often, what I've seen for myself is that I can use my spirituality as an excuse for my stagnancy. Again, too often, I can use my spirituality as an excuse for my stagnancy. And I can say I'm waiting on the will of God. And in reality, what I'm actually waiting on is I'm waiting for it to become more comfortable to take the next right step. And that's not okay because we are not called to a life of comfort. We are not called to wait until things are comfortable. We are called to wade into the future that does not yet exist and to lead. And whenever I say that I'm just waiting on the will of God, and that's not actually true, I'm just waiting for things to get comfortable, I'm just waiting for everything to line up, I'm actually counteracting the effect of faith in my life. And so here's what we need to do, right? Of course, we should pray about big decisions. We should pray about big actions. We should pray about the things that we do, the things that we say, the way that we're moving in our life. Of course, we should reflect on the word of God because that's truth. That's his will that has already been revealed to us. And then we should ask ourselves a question. Does this action, does this decision, do these words result in me loving God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength and loving people the way I love myself? And if the answer is yes to those questions, what are we waiting on? It is then no longer our opportunity to take the step. At that point, it becomes incumbent upon us to take the step, to make the decision, to take the action. It is our responsibility. So let's not use our faith as a means for avoiding action. Let's use our faith as a way to empower our action. Now, here's the deal. Uh, I've always said on this podcast that I'm never going to press my faith on you. I'm not never going to tell you what to believe, but I'm also not going to deny and ignore what I believe. And so I'm going to share that pretty openly with you. But regardless of what you believe, as you're listening to this episode today, I think we can all agree that this truth, responsibility is good, is something that applies to leadership. Because if you as a leader are waiting for the stars to align to take that next action, if you're waiting for your team to get 100% bought in and everyone's on board and absolutely excited about what you're doing next, uh, you're going to be waiting forever. If you're waiting for everything to line up, you're going to be waiting forever. Part of leadership is going first. Part of leadership is stepping into the unknown. Part of leadership is being able to wrestle ambiguity to the ground and make it into order and make it into structure and make it into something people and your team has never seen before. That's part of leadership. And so we have to be willing to step out before it's comfortable. And I, I read an illustration that really, really captured what we're talking about here with the idea of responsibility being good and the fact that we can impose our will on the world around us and in our businesses and in our leadership in a really powerful way. And that's actually us reflecting our calling. 
Oh, this was so good. It's by a pastor named Eugene Peterson, and he wrote this book called The Contemplative Pastor. And in it, he talks about when he was, I think it was 13, he was working in a butcher shop, and there was at a specific age, he was given uh, the ability by his dad, who was the lead butcher, to start butchering his own meat. And which is crazy, like 13 years old. Oh my gosh. But uh, his dad held the knife and the work of a butcher in great reverence. And so this is what Eugene Peterson says about that role and what his dad taught him and how it applies to this topic that we're talking about with regard to responsibility. I also learned that a beef carcass has a will of its own. It's not just an inert mass of meat and gristle and bone, but has character and joints, texture and grain. Carving a quarter of beef into roasts and steaks was not a matter of imposing my knife-fortified will on dumb matter, but respectfully and reverently entering into the reality of the material. Now, this is powerful. Uh, so so this next part is really good. But first, uh, some of us are grossed out right now, and I understand that, but keep listening. And some of us just like really want a steak right now. <laughs> That's me. Every time I read this, I'm like, gosh, I need to get a steak. But here's the next part. It says, hackers, in quotes, was my father's contemptuous label for butchers who ignorantly imposed their wills on the meat. They didn't take into account the suitable differences between pork and beef. They used knives and cleavers inappropriately and didn't keep keep them sharp. They were bullies forcing their wills on slabs of bacon and hindquarters of beef. The results were unattractive and uneconomical. They commonly left a mess behind that the rest of us had to clean up. Now, some of us enter into into leadership as hackers. We impose our will on the situation. We do not read the room. We do not read the team. We do not read people's needs. We do not read personality types. We just impose our will onto the situation and we hack away and we leave a mess behind that other people have to clean up. But here's what he says about the great butchers and here's what his father taught him. Real work always includes a respect for the material at hand. The material can be a pork loin or a mahogany plank or a lump of clay or the will of God. But when the work is done well, there is a kind of submission of will to the conditions at hand, a cultivation of humility. It is a noticeable feature in all skilled workers, woodworkers, potters, poets, and prayers, and I would even say leaders. I learned it in a butcher shop. So you are participating in the action, right? What Eugene Peterson says is, I was cutting the meat. I was using the knife. The meat wasn't going to cut itself, but I couldn't just hack away. I had to respond to the meat. I had responsibility, my my ability to participate in the job of cutting, but also my, my ability to respond to what the meat, what the material was telling me. You as a leader have a responsibility to take action to take a cut, to take a slice, right? To take an action, to make a decision, to say the right words, to cast the right vision. And at the same time, you have to read the material that is at play. You have to read the marketplace. You have to read your team. You have to engage what's going on around you. And in doing so, we take responsibility, full responsibility as leaders. So we said that truth number one is that responsibility and denial cannot coexist because you will never fix what you refuse to see. We said truth number two is that responsibility is a choice because every day is just a series of decisions about what you choose to give power to in your life. 
And we said truth number three is that responsibility is good because too often we're waiting for things to become comfortable for us to take action. And in reality, we are called as leaders to take action in service of others. Y'all, I hope this content today was helpful. If you can't tell, I'm just a little bit excited and passionate about it. I hope that it's something that you can go and act on. And I'm going to ask you, like I do every time, to share this with someone that you know that you think would benefit from it. Uh, Subscribe if you haven't already. We're so grateful to so many of you that have already done that. And rate and review on Apple. That helps us get into the ears of listeners that have not yet heard of Path for Growth. Know that our whole team is grateful for you. We're rooting for you. Remember, my strength is not for me. Your strength is not for you. Our strength is for service. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.